You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 23rd of May 2021. This week, Paul talks to Ian Eagleton about his work with Breeding Realm and Poetry Realm, promoting other people's works, and he talks about his brand new children's book, The Beautiful Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. Good afternoon. Welcome to the weekend wind down and welcome to our waffle section uh, where we talk to a writer or an author each week. And this week it's a returning guest. And I'm so pleased to be able to speak to him because the last time I spoke to him, uh, I was out on the road uh, and I, I got to visit him in his home. And it was an amazing guest. Uh, and we got uh, chatting about something that was just launching at the time uh, called the reading realm and the poetry realm. And now he's back as an author himself. He's talking about his brand new book and Ian Eagleton. Are you there? I am. Hello. How are you? Excellent. Uh, and uh, whereabouts are you calling us from, Ian? I'm calling all the way from a grey and rather miserable Essex. Oh, well, I was going to um, say, a grey and miserable Essex is pretty much the cloudy grey version that we've got in Rossendale at the moment as well. <laughs> the sun did peak out a little bit earlier, but it's pretty much been quite miserable and grey and cold all day. Yeah, I was, um, my, my, my weather report was pretty much, uh, is, is all about grey <laughs> for the next three days or so. But, you know, that's the yeah, way things pretty are. pretty much. Uh, how are you are you okay uh, yes we're doing all right up here actually it's been you know it, it, it was lovely to come down and see you all that all that time ago when i was allowed I know, to travel to places a long time ago now doesn't it yeah we missed it we missed a whole year in between uh but in, in the meantime uh some amazing developments uh i, I mean I, we'll talk actually about what what you did in during the lockdown uh period in in just a little bit but do you want to give uh, sort of listeners a, a chance to sort of catch up on what the reading realm is and the poetry realm and all that side of your work sure yeah so the reading realm is something i set up a few years ago we've now got um two ipad apps um called the reading realm and the poetry realm and um we recently just won the ukla um digital award for best app um for children so that was a real honor and we were really really proud and pleased of that so that's the um, uk library association isn't it yeah, the the UK Literacy Association. Oh, sorry, Literacy Association. See, yeah. This is the thing. There's so many acronyms around education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are. There are a lot. Um, so, yeah, we were really excited about that, and it was a real honour to be given that award. Um, and we've just been busy. Um, I mean, the app is aimed at children, and it's used in schools mainly, but parents download it as well for at home. And it, there's just loads of stories and non-fiction texts and poems on there and discussion guides and spelling and grammar games and creative writing activities and we've been busy over lockdown adding more content to it adding new games and things um you you can tell just how popular it's been because what's happening is i've seen authors flooding to your site and the amount of authors that you've got i mean just in, in recently uh, in the in the last few weeks or so you know it's in it, um, interviews here with uh, people like jenny pearson and uh, and anyone who's read children's literature will know uh, about the amazing work that she did on uh, her freddie yates book and uh, things like that you got interviews with jane porter on there and, and stuff with amandy co this you know there's some real big name authors that are, that are really coming through that you've got content from on the site yeah so we're that's the other thing that we run we run the website as well which has got um interviews on there with authors um that's really popular and it's it's really lovely because lots of 
publicists and publishers that are approaching us now. When I first set it up, I had to do lots of emailing to lots of different people and sort of introducing us and who we were and what we were about. But it's lovely. We, we, we're pretty much full up now with author interviews and illustrator interviews till September now. Um, and we run giveaways every week as well for copies of their books and things. So um, it's the website's a really nice resource just for if children or teachers want to find out more about um, their favourite author and just different types of books and things out there. So, yeah, it's going from strength to strength and we're, we're really proud of it. So it's, it's been great. And you took to the airwaves yourself on online uh, during the course of lockdown. Uh, and and like so many people, we, we all suddenly thought, what on earth are we going to do? How on earth are we going to teach literacy from home? And before teachers were really upskilled in it, the very first week of lockdown, I saw you in your living room. I, I, know, I believe it was your kitchen, actually, with a headset, <laughs> fully Madonna'd up, uh, <laughs> ready. And I thought, is he going to do a? Is he going to do a concert? Uh, but no, it became uh, it became one of the the kind of staples of Children's Day during the lockdown. Uh, you turned your arm back to teaching again. I did. Yeah, it was. Um I, I just sort of, because um, we have a reading run Facebook group as well that's really popular with parents, and a lot of the parents were messaging me saying, please tell me you're going to be doing something over lockdown. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, I hadn't thought of it really. Um, but yeah, we, I, I decided we were, we were doing lessons every day. We were doing writing lessons every day. Um, and again, it was a great way to, we had loads of um, poets joining us and we read out loads of their work. Um, and we just had a great time writing together every day and we had book recommendations and all sorts and um, it was, I mean, I uploaded all the videos onto YouTube and the website as well and they've been viewed thousands and thousands and thousands of times so it was just, it was madness really um, from what started off as something in the um, kitchen and living room and where I could find a space um, just to, we sort of had a really lovely community going all through lockdown um, and it was really lovely and we've still got I've still kept all the videos on the website um, of all our lessons and things that we did and we did quizzes every week, book quizzes and we did giveaways and all sorts so it was just a nice way and a lot of the children that I used to teach um, were watching it every day as well right. so they were like, hello Hello, Mr. Eagleton. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was really lovely. It was a lovely way just to connect with everyone and sort of, we yeah, we just formed a lovely sort of community um, full of writing and reading and fun. And it was just nice to to do that and just give the day a little bit of structure in between working as well so yeah it was lovely it was it, it was and it was it was a really great way to to engage people now and of course while that was all happening you thought you know what this whole lockdown period let's just let's just i, I know i'm dealing with other people's books all the time I think I'll go and write myself my old one. Uh, and that's exactly <laughs> what you did. And you turned author in the middle of all of this. Um, now, we're going to talk about Nen and the Lonely Fisherman uh, in the next part. Uh, but uh, your first musical choice uh, very much kind of leans towards the book. You've chosen uh, The Sea by Morchiba. Uh, any particular reason that it was this uh, just a, a themed song around it? This used to be a song, um, the theme tune for a TV program when I was younger. I think it was called Survivor or something. And they dumped a load of 
people onto a desert island and they had to sort of survive and someone was voted off every week. Um, so I remember it from that and I absolutely loved it. It's this sort of relaxing, calming song about enjoying the sea and the beach and it's very sort of beautiful. Um, but when when I start writing pitch books and things, I always try and find music and poems linked to the theme and I remembered this one. So, um, yeah, this is Mortiba and the Sea and it's beautiful. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Rossendale Radio. And follow us on Twitter at Rossendale Radio. Proud to be your local radio station. 104.7 Rossendale Radio, Lancashire. So, welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down. It's Paul Jenkins here with my guest, Ian Eagleton. Now, we spoke about Ian's work for the reading realm and the poetry realm, uh, but of course, uh, we are here to talk about Ian's brand new book, Len. Len, Len. I almost got completely rechristened your book, <laughs> Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. That's the sequel. There's a guy called Len in the sea as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, same storyline. <laughs> I, I, I want credit for that one. Uh, so, do, do you want to tell us a little bit, just so set the context for us a little bit yeah sure um so it's basically like a reimagining of the classic little mermaid Mm -hmm. um fairy tale with a merman called nen and a lonely fisherman called ernest um and nen is desperate to sort of go and explore further than his underwater kingdom and one night he finds ernest um and they form this special connection and um but nen's father is furious about it because the humans are destroying them destroying and ruining his oceans um so he sends this um terrifying um storm and um then some things happen from there which i won't tell you because you'll have to find out in the book <laughs> well indeed uh, and it's uh, having read the book and i'm really honored thank you very much for sending me an advanced copy because it's not out just yet uh, it's, uh, it's due to be released uh, in the next few weeks or so um but what i really enjoyed about it was there's there's so many different layers to the book this is a children's picture book which actually as an adult and i find this a lot with picture books there's so much messaging you can get through uh, a picture book uh but there's there's content there about the environment there's content about relationships and there's content about acceptance and loneliness uh and you sort of mentioned in the blurb about faith as well and sort of you know but very gentle messages how how did you approach packing so many different things in or is it just something that came out from the writing of the story um the the first draft of the story was very very much focused on men and Ernest's relationship Mm -hmm. um and this sort of lgbt plus angle and sort of promoting and celebrating um, different relationships and the idea of that everyone deserves their happy ever after. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we find in fairy tales that it's usually a princess and a prince. Indeed. So I just wanted to play around with that a little bit as, you know, someone that never saw a same-sex couple in any picture books and, you know, as a gay man myself. Um, and then we, when we started developing the manuscript a little bit further, we were trying to think about... Um, what we could do to add intention and develop the storyline and we came upon this idea of Nen's father being disapproving not because of the relationship but because of the humans mistreating the ocean Um, and so there are some lovely spreads that James has done about you know where you can just see in the background um, people sort of littering the beaches or you know and things like that Um, but 
we just try to keep everything very subtle and gentle and not overpower children. Um, there are messages there if you want to see them and find them, but I think at its core, it's just a really good, exciting story. Um, yeah, and in a beautiful world, it is a beautiful world, and we'll, we'll just we'll come on to James's illustrations in a second because it's it, it, if nothing else, it's, it's beautiful for the artwork. But it, as, as you mentioned, the, the, you, we've got a same-sex couple in in this, but actually, it's the sort of blossoming of their relationship. And um, one of the things I really enjoy, and I've, I've sort of spoken to authors about this before, when they're particularly about political work as such, you know, small political mm, is mm. that 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 kind of idea of as you said it's gentle messaging we don't we're not trying to lecture people on on what a relationship should or shouldn't be but the, it's it's kind of as you say representing people that up to now have just not been in existence in storytelling books up to now i mean it, it, how important is it for people to recognize themselves within storybooks oh it's it, it's so important that um we we give children the message very early on that, you know, there are different relationships and different families in our society and world and that all of them are valid. Um, all of them deserve to be sort of celebrated in a positive light. Um, and, you know, there, there are children that perhaps in primary school um, may feel different, but they might later on when they're older, when they're teenagers, might identify as gay or lesbian or trans and it's, it's really important that they've had those messages early on that um, they will be accepted and that um, this is something they can be proud of so um, you know and we hear so much about bullying of LGBT plus teenagers in secondary schools mm. and I think if we can start the message early that you know there are people like us and there are also people that are different from us um, then we just teach children about acceptance and empathy and you know kindness i think and as you say um um, we've had some amazing reviews for the books already and we've had some teachers use the book in their class already and some children have said that um they thought that nen and ernest were best friends Mm -hmm. um and some children recognized and thought that they were in a relationship and we've left it entirely open as to what their relationship is um and that's i think the power of picture books that they're accessible to children of all ages um and that children will take their own messages from it without it being sort of forced onto them and And that was really important for us it is and it it comes across really clearly through the story and uh and and this this brings us onto the pictures as we were saying um how first of all how did that sort of uh working relationship develop between yourself and james and i'm always fascinated with with picture books and storybooks in particular about you know the the, obviously we've got a a kind of idea a skeleton structure of the story but what's it like when you first see those characters that you've imagined brought to life when you see those first drafts coming through and how much input what did you have and change in the illustration process? Um, it's there are lots of questions there. Paul. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me try and answer choose, them all. Choose right. one of them and let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually knew James already. Um, we've been some book launches together, and I'd interviewed him quite a few times for the reading realm. Um, and Sam at Outlet Press who's been absolutely amazing they're a new and upcoming inclusive publisher and they're just doing brilliant things at the moment um, but he'd said to me have you got anyone in mind for this project and I said James Mayhew <laughs> <laughs> he said okay 
have you got anyone else in mind? I was like, no, James Mayhew. Because <laughs> I'm a big fan of his work. He's got, his work has got this beautiful sort of classic and warm feel to it. Um, and But he actually developed a new way of working for the picture book. Um, so usually he would draw the outline to all the pictures and illustrations and then fill them in. But to capture all of the sort of the reflections of the water and the shimmering and all the different sort of textures we have in there, he painted it first and then went over it in crown oh, and wow. pencil and collage. And it's just, it's breathtaking. So when I first saw it, when I first saw the rust, I was really pleased because they're very, very dramatic. There are, there are pages where you have to turn the page um, sort of so that they're portraits so that you can see the whole of the underwater kingdom um, and there are double page spreads where there's a double page spread particularly when Nen's father is starting the storm and he and the whole page is sort of black with lightning and sort of these scary sea creatures and, and things so it's, it was very very emotional seeing the picture book um, and there are some lovely images that are just very tender and gentle with Nen and Ernest. Um, and there's one at the end where they're just slightly touching hands um, with this sort of gorgeous rainbow and seascape around them. And it's, I mean, his artwork is absolutely stunning. Yeah, um, it's, uh, and it's, it comes back to what we were saying about the messaging. You can, you know, there's the, the rainbow is there. It's got symbolic properties to it, but it's also there because it just looks amazing. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's that, yeah, that's, let's create a, a beautiful landscape that makes everyone feel, yeah, we're all okay now. That's the, that's the thing about it. And of course, the rainbow's now got extra significance. This is a book coming out of lockdown. You know, it's it's got, so again, so many different layers to it about connection. Absolutely, and I mean, the book's released on the 1st of June, which is in conjunction with Worldwide Pride Month. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that connection as well. And there's also, I mean, I got my I got my author copies um, last week and Owlet Press hadn't told me, but they'd, um, they've covered the book in this sort of um, rainbow shimmer. So oh. when it catches the light, all of men's scales... Um, glisten and the stars glisten and move and it's just the front cover is stunning um and it it's just brilliant so um we were very pleased to have james on board and sam and all the designers at outlet press who worked so hard on the book because a picture book is you know it's it's only got ian eagleton and james mayhew on the front but it's a huge group effort between designers and editors and mm. you know artists and things um and we're just genuinely very, very proud of the book um, and proud of how it's doing at the uh, moment. And and I and I think, and we'll, we'll come on to this in just a bit because we're going to talk about the launch uh, in just a little while. Um, but but actually, you know, I think I can really foresee very big things for this book coming, um, just because of uh, you know for a variety of reasons. Um, now we've got. I'm, I'm just having a look at the time. We've uh, we've got a, a sort of a shift on uh, because uh, you've got two amazing tracks still to come, uh, and you've got Tori Amos coming next. Um, it's, uh, now this was uh, my my discovery of Tori Amos from uh, um, was the Little Earthquakes. Uh, why silent after all these years? Oh, I just, I love the message of it. And she does also mention um, the idea, she says, what if I'm a mermaid of, in these genes of his? Um, and this character that she's singing about is longing for a new start and a new world. And I felt that that linked in nicely with 
men and the lonely fishermen because at the end it finishes with them dreaming and laughing about a new future and a brighter future um and i love tori amos i love her lyrics and her poetical style so um yes this is tori amos and silent all those years dedicated to the rossendale valley this is your very own rossendale radio Welcome back to the final part of my interview this afternoon with Ian Eagleton. We're talking about Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. Um, what an amazing book it is. And it's being launched uh, in the next week or so. Uh, and um, Ian, do you want to tell us a little bit about just, you know, the very small scale launch you're having online? Uh, and just, you know, some of the, 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 the you know, just, the, the, you know, you've got somebody, I've, I've vaguely heard of this guy before, uh, reading your book at the launch. Who, who's doing the reading for it? So we have on, on Instagram on the 29th of May, we've, um, Stephen Fry has done a special audio recording of the book for us. And that's going to be at eight o'clock over on Owlet Press's Instagram that you can listen to that, um, which was absolutely bizarre because we sent him the book and he loved it and did an audio recording of it. And neither James, um, nor the publisher Sam have listened to it. We're not allowed to listen to it. Oh, um, so it's going to be a surprise for us. And then on the first of June, we're finally able to. The book's out on the first of June. We're finally able to have a really fantastic um, family-centred um, book launch at Kenilworth Books, um, and that's going to be fantastic. And that's from one, I believe, one twelve p.m. till six twelve p.m. till 6 p.m. Um, on the 1st of June and James is going to be doing live painting and there's going to be loads of arts and craft and storytelling and cake and all sorts <laughs> of things um, which every book launch needs obviously you should always have um, cake at these things if, if you if you yes. want to get people to an event I mean the book you know exactly. the book can sell itself but if you bring cake it's it literally the icing on it please and um, Kenilworth Books are doing this sort of amazing they're turning the front of their bookshop into this sort of sea inspired men and earnest um art piece as well so it's it's just going to be absolutely amazing we're really excited um and i actually haven't met sam the publisher in person yet because we've done everything through lockdown um so we've had lots of video calls and everything so it's just going to be really nice and um I believe we're going to have lots of people there. It's all going to be, um, you know, people are encouraged to wear face masks and everyone's going to be taking health and safety very seriously. You have to you have to book a place for the book launch just so um, they can keep track of everyone and things like that. But we're really excited that things are opening up a little bit and we're going to have this sort of amazing day um, um, together. And you were saying it's not officially released until June the 1st, so you're only on pre-order at the moment through Amazon. Um, but uh, just uh, just run us through the uh, the book list that it's currently number one in. Oh, my goodness. it's We're doing so well on Amazon. Now, we have to say that... Um, Amazon's great and everyone buys everything from Amazon and um, just on pre-orders alone we've been number one in the fairy tale charts and the activity book chart um, and it's doing brilliantly but um, I always try and shout out about local bookshops and trying to get trying to get your book from your local independent bookshop and there are so many 
um, local bookshops that have contacted us that are going to be stocking men. Um, you can also order it from Waterstones. Um, there's a wonderful new bookshop online called A New Chapter. Um, you can order it through Bounce. Um, marketing and get signed copies um, if you order a book through Kenilworth Books um, it will be signed by me and James as well Wonderful. so um, there are just so many fantastic independent bookshops that we can support um, and I know that Amazon's really easy to buy from um, but it's just wonderful if we can support our local bookshop. Get that bestseller rating and then we'll leg it out the door down to the local bookshops. Yeah. That's the way to go <laughs> about doing it. <laughs> Get the reviews on Amazon, shout about that and then send everybody to the bookshops. That's the, that's yeah. the way we go with these things. Surreptitiously taking down an entire international company. Um, <laughs> if only. <laughs> uh, now, it will be, I, I mean, this is the thing. It's, uh, I, I hope you're prepared for how big you think, the, uh, how big this is going to be because I think this is really going to hit the ground running and I'm really looking looking forward to, to seeing the, the success of the book and getting a, a, a paper copy in my hand as well because I think it's a, it's one thing to, to look at something on a screen but I, I get the impression this is going to be something that I want to sit down and read to read to children and, 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 and share with people um, it's, it's been a wonderful uh, time talking to you uh, Ian uh, now we've, we won't, won't let you go before I, I mean I I, when I messaged you to say, do you fancy coming on the show this weekend? I did say to you, you can have as much Mariah as you like. And you, and you just, you, you limited it to just the one. I know. Well, I'm really aware that not that many people like her as much as I do. <laughs> um, but um, I had to have a Mariah Carey song because she's played constantly in our house, much to my husband's annoyance because he does not <laughs> like her. Um we're desperately trying to get her to read the book or like acknowledge the book but she's mariah carey you know uh, but she's you know she's she, got important things she can do, do it for chris um, she can do it for your book <laughs> i love her i love her so much um but in all seriousness um she's got me through a lot of tough times when i was a teenager um and a lot of her songs that people perhaps don't know are very introspective and very incredibly well written but this is um an absolute bop this is always be my baby by mariah carey and i love it ian eagleton it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you as ever thanks uh, so much and hopefully we won't leave it a year and a half next time i know i know hopefully not here's, take care of yourself paul will do here's mariah carey 104.7 rossendale radio and that is that. Uh, what a great guest speaking to Ian Eagleton about his brand new book, Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. What an amazing response it's got since we did that interview. It's absolutely rocketed uh, to the top of all teachers' recommendations uh, across the country. It's such a delightful book and so nicely illustrated. It's a, It really is a beautiful thing that sparkles on your bookshelf. Um, expect to see a lot of praise for that book in the coming months. And Ian's actually got a new book, uh, which hopefully we'll get to talk to him about in the coming months as well as we come up to Christmas. Um, well done, Ian, and uh, and James Mayhew as well for some beautiful illustrations within the book. We'll be back with another guest next week. Uh, all it remains for me to say is thank you very much to everybody at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast each week, and of course to Melanie Kemp for all of her work editing and producing Waffle, the bite-sized podcast. We'll be back with you very soon. Stay safe, everybody.